All right. Hey guys, welcome. Uh, it is a uh, it is a Saturday morning here. Uh, I am wiped out from a, from a conversation that I had yesterday afternoon with a really really interesting guy. Uh, you can see I'm I'm not quite awake. I've got uh, got bed head. I've got morning coffee breath. Uh, and it's a rough morning this morning, but good thing is I do have my, my bulletproof coffee and, uh, it's a turning out to be a bright, sunny Saturday morning. Uh, but I wanted to jump on here before I even woke up because I was, I had a conversation, like I said, with a uh, gentleman yesterday, uh, who is very much so a numbers guy. And, uh, you know, we have our own, um, subject to calculator that we, uh, that we send out to folks for free. You can go download that at sub2empire.com, uh, on the resources page. If you just go to, uh, sub2empire.com slash resources, I'll put the link in the description, but you can go download that, uh, uh that calculator for free. But this gentleman actually uh, took my calculator and just absolutely, you know, he, he blew it up, expanded it into something that a useful tool for him that he uses in his market. And, uh, I just had a really interesting conversation with him. Uh, it was really a pleasurable conversation, but it really got me, uh, spun up last night. And, uh, I definitely had trouble falling asleep. If we have some participation with this video, uh, we may be able to talk this person into, uh, providing, uh, his calculator or his, uh, his spreadsheet to, uh, to all of you. Uh, this gentleman's name is Bill Reich. He is out of the DMV, uh, Washington DC area. He's just a top notch guy. He's, uh, he's really, um, inter interesting to listen to. He's got a very interesting, uh, take on real estate investing, especially in areas where, uh, like, like in, in, in Washington, like in DC, where, housing prices are just absolutely through the roof. We're talking, you know, his, his average deal looks like an 800 to 800 to a million dollar, um, uh, price range, you know, ARV. So, um, if that's you and you're in kind of one of these upper, uh, uh you know, one of these really high priced areas, uh, particularly those out on the West coast, uh, and those on the, on the far East coast, uh, definitely you want to take a look at this video. Really, really interesting. So without further ado, let's welcome Bill Reich. This is just going to be a very candid conversation. It's just a conversation between him and I. I did get his permission to uh, to record it and to put it out here uh, for all of you to watch as well. So uh, just watch through it and see if you can get any ideas uh, that maybe you can use in your own markets. Uh, but very interesting guy. This video will start in three, two, one. All right. Okay, here we are. So we are looking at the client evaluation worksheet. Yes. 
Okay. <clears throat> can I share? You can share. All right. Let me do that. There we go. All right. All right, cool. So one thing that we're very sensitive to in putting these deals here together here is, you know, that old rule, that 1% rule does mm -hmm. not apply in this area. I could, I would imagine it doesn't. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's more like 0.3, Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's difficult. And yet, we need to stay cognizant of what is the rent? What is the market rent? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, that's, that's a given. And when you start getting into these higher numbers like that, you're actually even at 0.3 or what, you know, whatever, whatever your range is probably still very similar to uh, uh, as far as dollar amount to what, to what we deal with here in these, uh, you know, kind of flyover state uh, much more affordable markets. But yeah, very, very much so. I mean, a half a million dollar house, typically the rent's going to be 2300 to 2500 you know? Yeah. So yeah. it's tougher to put these deals together. You almost have to ignore that and, and sit down and show somebody, well, you know, if you applied for a mortgage loan in two years, let's assume your interest rate is three and a half or 4%, you know, and you put 96.5% down on an FHA, this is what you're going to end up paying. We want to make sure that your payments are somewhat equal to what the bank is going to be loan, loaning you in two years. So that's our rationale. I yeah. always do that. And, and usually that flies. So how important is the rent? You still have to be aware of it. But all that being said, so the first thing I do is throw up this traditional sale example. Hey, real quick, real quick. What yeah, is, are you primarily, uh, I know you do a little bit of everything, but are you primarily um, uh, renting? When you buy and hold, are you renting? Or are you, are you uh, uh, an owner, a seller finance? My preference owner? is 90% of the time seller financing. Okay, good deal. With, with, with a caveat. Okay. If they have less than 20% down, which I require for a seller financing deal, say they mm -hmm. come in at 10%, I'm gonna start them off on a lease purchase. Okay. And then get incentivize them to pay up that extra 10%. And when that happens, boom, we convert to a sub two, That's a, good. A, a wrap. That's a great strategy, excellent strategy. Yeah. I love it. Okay. I haven't done a lot of them yet, but I think that's more a reflection of the market. I've been marketing the hell out of it. And, um, you know, we're going after tired landlords who've owned the houses for 15 plus years. Mm -hmm. And I'm starting to get a pretty good reaction from that. So good. anyway, I could go on forever. Me so, and you both. So let's stay focused. <laughs> yeah, you, you stop me. Go direct me. Tell me what you want to uh, well, I would just like, let's start. I mean, let's just start with the basics. Let's start in, in column A. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of folks that use my calculator, I always tell them, you know, I am not a, um, I'm not a, I'm not a mortgage guy. I'm not a, uh, a, a CPA financial, anything. I, the way that I described are the, the columns, the, the, um, uh, the labels that I put on, on these different things are just, just come from my brain. So, um, I think what you have here is pretty self-explanatory, you know, asking price, estimated market value, uh, things like that. So I just want to make sure that as you walk through these, 
if there's anything that um, I just want to walk through them one by one so that so that um, we can make sure that our audience understands uh, what it is that we're talking about exactly. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, um, but you, you know what, Jeff, I'm realizing this does not. What is the name of the other sheet that I sent you? It is called let me flip over there. It is called the quick evaluation worksheet. Could you show that to me? Sure can. Uh, let me. Because this is lacking a very important piece of information, which yeah, typically, to... this I would actually show to a potential seller because this does not, okay, uh, yeah, this is the one we need to use. I'll tell you why because this includes our profit at the bottom and it right. computes automatically. So let me get out of this one. Okay, so you have a buy side and a sell side. Correct. Is, is, okay, all right, let me stop sharing here and- All right, I'm gonna get rid of this. Let you take back over. Okie dokie, share screen. Okay. <clears throat> Wonder if this one has. Nope. This one also doesn't have. I could send you a copy that's got also um, free and clear. Okay. All right. So let's walk through this. All right. So, first things I want to establish, you know, doing the traditional sale example, a realtor sale. So, I do those numbers. I wouldn't go to the bank on these estimated costs, but you know, ballpark. So okay. under the best of circumstances, I'm saying he's gonna make about 97,000 when he closes, if he sells with a realtor. Okay, gotcha. And I'm pretty confident in that. So they were on the market for 1,040,000. I established that the estimated market value simply an average of Zillow, PropStream, REI Pro, Realtor, Redfin. For some reason, ICOM didn't have this. So I take, and this is how I evaluate all my properties. So that's the market value. Okay. They currently, their original mortgage was taken out on September of 2019. It was 833.6. They've paid it down to 811 which leaves them a current equity of 228. Uh, the existing mortgage PI is right there and that comes from this amortization schedule. Okay. So there were three and a quarter percent. Here's the annual taxes, the property insurance, monthly MIP or PMI, none here. HOA nothing. So the total garbage fees, I call them, is 1083.23. That's the taxes, insurance, HOA, et cetera, et cetera. It comes out to a total monthly payment of 47.11. PropStream has market rent at 44.41. So this is actually fairly close. And just as a matter of habit, I always kick that up by 10%. So good call. Yeah, I'm actually kind of surprised that the taxes on this 
you guys have a, a relative, well, this property in particular has a relatively, I mean, no one wants to spend an extra $10,000 in taxes, but on a, on a million dollar home, uh, that's not, it's not terrible. Well, if they didn't have a homestead exemption on this, it'd probably be a heck of a lot more. Oh, okay. Didn't even, didn't, didn't cross my mind. Yeah. So theoretically, that's the number I should be using mm -hmm. if I buy the property. But um, so there's the monthly payment. There's the market rent. I'm saying the premium market rent is $48.85. I'm saying the custom rent kicks it up to about 5,500. That's just for, for grins and giggles. Okay. Assuming we close on May 1st, they will have had 20 payments up okay. to that point. So buying assumptions, I knocked off 2% from the asking price. Not a big discount by any stretch. Um, I wanted to go 120 months and they were up, they were okay with that. But about a year and a half ago, this loan that they took out in 2019 was a 7-1 arm, Oof. which means that in five and a half years, it potentially could go up as much as two and a quarter percent above the three and a quarter percent. I didn't want to deal with that. And I'm not a, I'm not a crap shooter by any stretch. Yes, yeah, so I'll walk you through this. So here there's no down payment. Um, and the second lien is 207,974. So is that a, a second lien? Is that a note that you're giving them? Correct. Okay. I'm going to give them a second trust note. Okay. And I play with the term because I didn't want to pay them much more than 400 bucks a month which is really low for a house in this price range. But frankly, there's not enough spread. Yeah. I could have cut this up any number of ways. I said, you know what? I'm going to give them a little bit here. Now, the, the deal has since evolved since we signed it. And part of what why I was on the phone with an attorney for most of the morning was um, we've made certain modifications. I'm actually going to give them 25,000 cash which wipes out the 400 a, a month mm -hmm. uh, that we're giving them. So that increases our cash flow to about 650 a month, which okay. I'm a lot more comfortable with. I'd rather give them the 25 out of the down payment I collect. Right. Um, so the combined payment is $4,044. That's just principal and interest. And he's getting 416. So at the end of five years, the first is going to have a balance of 718. The second is going to have a balance of 183 for a total of 901 that I'm going to have to pay the seller at the end of the five year term. So the seller is essentially netting the 207, which equals the second trust. Seller benefit is. The two hundred and seven thousand he's getting is one hundred and ten thousand dollars more than he would get with a sell with a realtor. Mm -hmm. The return on equity is forty eight percent, and on a five year term, that's about a nine point six three percent return on investment investing capital. And you know the way I sell that is, tell me where you're going to where else are you going to get that. 
secured by a property that you've lived in for 14 years. Yeah. Yep. hundred percent. And so your, your 120 month, your 10 year, uh, yep. Seller net benefit. Obviously if he goes 10 years, you're willing to give him a little bit more, uh, a uh, little bit bigger piece of the pie. Yeah. And you Both. know, it's, it's not much, uh, one and a half percent. I, again, you play with the numbers until it just kind of fits and you go out with that offer. That's what I do. And then the guy says one and a half percent is too low. I say, okay, I can give you, you know, how much, how much interest do you want? 3%. Okay. I'm going to have to take that off the back end. Or I'm going to have to lower my my offer. Well, that's what I mean. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's exactly what I mean. So he gets a little bit more cash. He gets twenty two, almost twenty three thousand up front. And over ten years, he's going to make almost you know one hundred fifty nine thousand more than he would with a realtor. It's a seventy percent return on equity, or almost seven percent a year return on equity. So now the selling assumption I'm still playing with, I could go any number of ways, but really for the numbers to work. So I'm always cognizant of the main thing is I don't want his balloon to be 600,000. The, the buyer's balloon, 600,000 to me, and I have to pay 900,000. Right. Yep. Right? So I'm, I'm hyper uh, vigilant about that. Um, but, you know, playing with the numbers, we go out not substantially higher than what, what he's charging now. It's uh, about a million one thirteen. I've since kicked that up, by the way, to a million one twenty five. We're on the market at a million one twenty five for this property. OK. Um, assuming only a 15 percent pay down, because if he pays down 20 percent, I'm going to be underwater here on the balloon. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to collect $167,000 down payment. We're financing 946. I put 480 months at four and a half percent because the numbers work. Is somebody going to balk at that? Possibly. And then what we may end up doing is reduce the price. But if I change this to 360 months, you know, his payment goes up to 5879. Mm-hmm. But look what happens to the um, balloon. So now I'm about $50,000 yep. upside down on this. Yep. So again, it's a matter of negotiation. But the monthly payment, at these numbers is 53.39, which I think, you know, compares very favorably to the so-called custom rent. We're only making 211 a month, which gives me a little bit of concern. So again, I came back and said, look, if I give you 25,000 now, essentially prepay your principal on your note for the five years, would you accept that? They said, yeah, we'd love to have the 25,000 now. So that's the way we're going. Okay. And that goes to 50, by the way, if we end up find, finding a buyer who comes in with the 20% down, you know, God bless, we'll give them 50,000. So that reduces the um, 
second trust by 50 grand. Good deal. Okay. So the total profit is 165 at the end of the day and plus the spread, which is only the 211, comes out to a total net profit of about 177,000 for a five-year deal, which is light for a million dollar property. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's a, I mean, I look at those numbers and I go, well, holy cow, I need to get you and I need to get you involved in St. Louis. <laughs> I'll tell you, you want to work, you and I want to work together in St. Louis. Um, I, I would love to go to St. Louis. I think it's a great market. Yeah, it's, you know, it's tight everywhere right now. I know, it really is, I know. So. But I, I mean, it's hard to find. It's even here. It's hard to find a. Uh, they still pop up, but it's it's getting it's harder and harder to find. Even even some of the lower end properties, you know, like some of the turnkey stuff that we do. <clears throat> even some of those properties are hard to hard to get into right now. Yep. So I also throw in a sandwich lease. Typically, uh, unless I find out up front that no, they want to you know they want to put the house behind them. Um, there are no guarantees on the sandwich lease because it's an option, obviously, but, you know, it could be an attractive um, scenario for them. So as I'm filling in these numbers, this pre-populates. The only thing I change is the term. And, and right now, frankly, I won't do less than a 48-month sandwich lease. Okay. I'll try to What's close your... it out, you know, 24 to 36 months, but I need that extra time. What yeah, has yeah. caused me the most headache is having that gun to my head. At yeah. the end of three years, I got to, you know, either. Yeah, I hear you. I, I mean, even, I mean, it's not unheard of for, for me to create a balloon, uh, you know, a balloon for myself, but I, I liked personally, and of course we're in different markets. So this is, this is probably, this is probably not going to apply to you very much, but I don't even like this uh up here where you have your your 60 your five and ten year um uh notes now your five and ten year is that so that's that's a balloon on both the what you what you're going to owe on the second and the first or is that just the, is that i just assume we're cashing both out at, at okay 60 months. okay yeah yeah that could change yeah okay yeah, I just like to I like to, I like those long-term deals as much as I can get them. But obviously, you know, you can't can't get away with that all the time. So maybe one of the um, I don't know, one of the options in your calculator is is that option where you just say, "Hey, I'm going to have this thing for the remainder of the loan and you plug that in and see what your numbers look like then." You know what, Jeff? I I <clears throat> I would do that every day of the week except Every time I propose uh, some kind of um, seller financing, mm -hmm. especially a hybrid deal where there's an existing loan in place, mm -hmm. I'm lucky if I get them to agree to five years. Now, I won't budge. I won't go below five years yeah. on a seller finance deal. Mm -hmm. There are some people who do. It's To me, it's not worth it. What are you... who? Um... What are you mar who are you marketing for? I mean, like, what is your what does your typical seller look like? Are they are they uh, uh, is this a 
is there a is this a distressed situation is this it's uh, not distressed these this couple is well off but they just retired they moved down to richmond okay and they have been paying double mortgage now for 10 months on this property mm -hmm. well there's so uh, that's distressful <laughs> yeah i mean the property's not distressed yeah uh, yeah situation they, they want to do this deal and they ba basically told their attorney to you know take her objections to this deal and uh you stick it where the sun doesn't shine because they want to get this deal done yeah and i bought yeah, I myself that's... i bought myself 90 days i said look if i get somebody in earlier i'll start paying your mortgage you know the next day mm -hmm. but i need 90 days for yep. me to go out and market that's uh, that's pretty standard for me as well. I like that, yeah. unless it's a really really tough situation. But um, that's pretty. Uh, I would hundred percent agree with that. Um, so yeah, see, we've got we've got a slightly different demographics. You know, I mean, you've got you're you're dealing in areas where there are people, a lot of people that are uh, well off. You might not have the, uh, you know, the the motivations that. We, we typically see around here um, and what we market for because, you know, I, I can count on, well, on two hands, how many times I've actually put a limit on, uh, uh, on or put a term per se, a balloon on any one of my sub two deals. Yeah, that's ideal. Yeah. Now, just so you know that most of my marketing at this point is, uh, and I've been going out I've got my VA cranking out uh, uh, text blasts on a daily basis. Now I know that's going to come to a screeching halt in the not too distant future, mm -hmm. but you know we're very compliant. We work it through BlackBook, mm -hmm. um, and I have been doing ninety to one hundred and five percent loan to value. Mm -hmm. uh, people have owned their properties for one to three years, and then I filter further and I find out if the VA loans and there's huge amount of military. So I focus on military areas, mm -hmm. several counties uh, in Virginia, Northern Virginia. Um, the shortage I, of bases there. No shortage. I think we've got eight in the, in yeah. the entire area. Yeah. So that's been the bulk of my marketing. So I am looking for those. I had a deal wrapped up. Like, this is a long story and I won't bore you, but I had a contract signed. And I was ready to go in and, and, and uh, uh, do my inspections and run title and all that stuff. There was no limit. He had a VA loan. I said, look, I can't guarantee when this loan's going to be paid off. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it behooves me to get it paid off sooner rather than later because a lot of my earnings is tied up in that, which is not necessarily true. But... Um, and he said, fine. And some other investor had signed a deal with a tenant buyer, did not have a signed agreement with the seller, but the new, new tenant buyer moved in and wouldn't leave. What? Wow. So hmm. I walked away from the contract. I said, this is too much brain damage. I couldn't wow. sue. I, I didn't want to sue the guy. He was very upset. He said, I, you know, if, if I was there and he lives away from the area. Oh, said, my gosh. What a nightmare. Yeah, he said, I would take a baseball bat to this guy in two seconds if I, you know, if I was still there. I wow. think he play for the Cardinals. They let him go, though. Um, Unreal. Wow. 
That's a new one. I haven't heard that one before. Buddy, I've only been doing this close to four years. I got a million stores like that. I know. It's amazing how they rack up. Really, it really, really, really is. Anyway, to wrap this up, uh, no pun intended. So I did the sandwich lease uh, and they've got considerable principal pay down. So if I were to keep that, I mean, I net this huge $192,000 over 48 months on a sandwich lease, mm -hmm. but they did not want a sandwich lease. Mm -hmm. And then I've got what we call an AO or a sign out. That's what Chris calls it. And so this is strictly an assignment back to the seller once I sign the agreement with the uh, tenant buyer. And 10% down, I would give the seller 20%. So, you know, I walk away with 87. Not, not a bad payday. Yeah, that, that would be your essentially your uh, kind of your wholesale lease option type of thing. So you're, you're putting a package together, you're sending it back to the seller and letting Correct. them deal with it. Yeah. Yep. As opposed to the buyer, which is what Joe does. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I've never done one of those, but that's a... Uh, had I known about those much sooner, I probably would look a little more, a little more highly upon the sandwich sandwich lease option um, scenario or, or lease options in general. Uh, it wasn't really something that because I've I've done you know several of sandwich, several sandwich lease options where and some wholesaling lease options to the buyer like like what Joe does, but I wasn't presented with something like this until, gosh, probably. Two, two and a half, three years ago. It's the first time I'd ever heard of it. And I don't know why I didn't think of it because it's that's a pretty slick little deal. Jeff, I've done four of them. Mm -hmm. All over a million dollars. Really? One deal was close to two million and I ended up collecting a $150,000 fee for that. So mm. they're great for somebody who doesn't want to give up title. Yeah. And it's typically two years. Mm -hmm. Say, look, Mr. Seller, there are no guarantees, but we're going to vet the hell out of these people. Oh, and you have final decision as to whether we accept them or not. So that's the difference between that and a sandwich lease. Yeah, that's a man. Total control. Yeah. Let me know if you need help with that. I'm willing to be your coach on those deals. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, I uh, definitely, I would definitely look into that. I. I'm reluctant to keep adding on to any, I, I've actually dialed back. I always used to do all of these crazy things and anything that would come, uh, anything that uh, I could, I could, uh, I thought I could manage, I would take it on. You know, that's just how I was. And I really have a, uh, uh, a very solid plan now. And I, like I, you know, I envision my day. Uh, for example, I've got a rehab going on right now. Um, I don't, I know I knew that I don't want to be in there or didn't want to be in there swinging hammers. Uh, so I've got a, a crew working on that right now. And, um, and I get to come back and I get to do my, uh, what I really uh, unsuspectingly or unknowingly to me, what I really like doing. I like, I love this coaching thing. I really, really do. It's just, yeah. I mean, it's, it's weird because I've had, I've had people tell me, you know, before that, um, or I'd have people reach out and, and ask about it. And I finally started picking up some private, you know, a couple here and there, private coaching students. Um, I don't know, I guess this was about four years ago. And I was like, eh, you know, 
I don't. It's it seems more like a job with the with the uh, with the individual students because you know you've got to. Uh, I sit down once a week with each one of them and we go over things and and uh, then I got in. I had. There's a guy in our group right now. His name's Randall Bow. He was a he's a he's a U.S. he's on the U.S. swim team, U.S. men's swim team, and uh, he approached me about a uh, about this group thing, and I was like, nah, I'm not really that interested. I, I I've got enough on my plate. And then he started talking about um, a scholarship, offering a scholarship. And then again, I was just like, no. And I told my wife about it. And this guy was just so persistent. And then I actually talked to him and, and it made sense. It started making sense. Like, holy cow. Like, and I, you know, I, I didn't want to do it. I was reluctant to do it in the beginning. But I'm telling you that I absolutely love this. It is, I mean, I, I look forward to, to getting on these calls. And I'm not a very good, I'm not a very good speaker. I'm not trained to speak. Uh, I'm definitely am still uh, really, really green when it comes to uh, getting in front of a camera, but man, I just love it. I just, I love seeing these people. Like I got a guy, he's literally texting me right now as, as we're talking, he's down in San Antonio and he's putting a deal together and it's all off of you know, the marketing I told them to do, the list that I told them to pull, the strategy I told them to go at. I mean, it's just all, and it's like, all right, he's getting it. He's, he's getting it and he's doing deals. And I don't know, it's just a, it's a really good feeling. It's just a really. Um, it's a great feeling when you help somebody. It's really, it, it's outstanding, but you, you also have to hold them accountable because if they don't respond to your coaching, then it's a waste of your time. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I chose. That's why I'm I'm moving towards the group thing, because uh, you know, if you don't want to put in the work, I hey. There's there's proof on these on these calls. There are other people in this group. There's proof that what I'm telling you works. Oh yeah. You're just not putting in the work. You're just not doing the work. Honestly, it's just been, it's been so fun. I mean, on top of that, I mean, I'm I you know I I do stuff outside of just the calls, but like, literally, that's two days a week that I, that I sit on a call. I mean, obviously I, I, you know, help people outside of the calls, but still like that's two days a week and I love it. I get, I get my time back. I, you know, I get to, uh, uh, make a little scratch and I get to help tons of people. So it's just great. It's just a really, and, really and you fun get thing. to play with Shelly, which is fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She gets to give me trouble. Yeah. She's adorable, by the way. I love some of your, you know, the stuff that I've seen with you guys. She's, yeah, uh, she, we have a very great relationship. Very unique. Let me put it that way. Uh, she, you, I, I also get the impression she doesn't let you get away with much. She doesn't let me get away with anything, really. <laughs> I'm always, if I'm not always out of the corner of her eye, she's, I, she's, I'm right under her thumb. <laughs> we have fun though. We have fun. We have fun. How do you characterize the people in this group? Are they newbies? Or are they uh, grizzled old veterans and everything in between? Or we have uh, people that have never. I've got brand new a couple of brand new wholesalers here in St. Louis. Which, by the way, another just an, an absolute another like proud dad moment. These guys are absolutely destroying it right now. I mean, they're just. I'm so proud of them. They just, they, they listen, they take the, take the information in and they act and I love it. So are these, are these guys uh, still doing wholesaling or are they moving towards uh, creative financing? Well, I, that's the thing that we, that we teach is we don't, we don't, um, 
we don't like to put people in a corner. So uh, what we do, they're they're going to be wholesalers. I mean, that's their that's what they that's what they like to do. But I'm trying to show them how you can incorporate creative strategies in with wholesaling too. I mean, the number one problem that we all have that wholesalers have is finding buyers. Mm-hmm. And so if you if you break that down, you go to get to the root of that problem. The problem is well. Number one, the problem is cash buyers. Cash buyers just don't pay. I mean, that's just that's just true anywhere you go. So our strategy is we we always, always, always use the MLS. We don't even build a cash buyers list. It's pointless. So our strategy is to use combined cre- a little creative financing with um, with your wholesale deal. So essentially, the seller is your financier. The, the the deal's already funded. You just have to, you, you know, you have to work on getting, uh, getting that property and getting getting the deed to that property. Then, if you want to wholesale it, you can put it out on the MLS. It doesn't make any sense to have a cash buyers list. There's your buyers list is the MLS. So that's um, they've done that a couple times and they've made a uh, a pretty good chunk of change. They've oh, done nice. pretty well. Yeah. What what is your um what's your emphasis on marketing? I, I don't want to take up a lot more of your time, but I'm just, I'm really. Oh, I've got, I've got all afternoon. Don't worry about it. Um, our take on marketing is uh, we avoid the flavor of the months. That's what we do. We do tried and true. We know what works. Um, you know, I see people jumping constantly from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. And, never really establishing themselves or perfecting what they had done previously. It's just there. And so we, um, we do things like, uh, for example, we have a, a bird, do- our bird dog program. When everybody thinks about bird dogging, uh, they think about going out and talking to somebody, maybe giving them an app to, you know, like profit, dr- uh, profit drive or something yep. like that. Yep. We don't do that. We actually put together a, an entire package that includes our, all of our bird dogs get a, a bandit sign on wheel sticker. Uh, they get profit drive, they get pamphlets, they get uh, business cards, they get, um, uh, they get a landing page, they get all of this, all of this stuff. It's part of, it's part of a whole package. And so um, that's what they're in the middle of right now. These two guys that I was telling you about. That's impressive. I love that. So bandit signs on wheels actually works. Oh my because- gosh. I, I tell people, um, I know the, I know that, well, you know, Ruben, right? Yes. Ruben he, he's the guy who started that, right? Yeah. He, yeah. Um, Ruben has about 400 cars. He, he averages about 400 cars out in Phoenix. And, uh, I tell everybody and Phoenix is a huge, huge, I mean, it, I mean, it's just a massive area. It's gotta be 20, 25 miles in, in, in circumference. It's huge. But uh, I always tell my guys, like, if you implement just one thing, if you implement a bandit sign on wheels, now it's going to take you, you know, it's going to take you a while to get it, get it up and run. It's going to take you a year, essentially. Uh, so our plan is to, if you want to implement bandit sign on wheels, you could 100% run your entire business off of bandit sign on wheels. Damn. Just that one, just that one strategy. And the cool thing about it is, you know, you're going to have attrition. You're going to have people that fall off. You know, they peel, peel the stickers off their cars or they um, they sell their cars or they wreck their cars, whatever that is. Uh, but so you you 
you do have to keep that going. But for the most part, I would say probably two thirds of all of my drivers that I have still to this day uh, from, from four or five years ago, still to this day have their sticker on the cars. So we still get calls off of these and we haven't, we don't, we had, didn't actively keep up with it. So we stopped at 40 in St. Louis and we still get calls off of them today. It's Jeez. crazy. So we just kind of, uh, it's kind of did like a, a big, a roundhouse kick to that whole program and just totally redesigned it so that uh, we have this package that we can just hand to somebody and uh, kind of a la carte, if you will. We have different pay structures inside that. You know, obviously we put somebody's, uh, put a sticker on somebody's car. They're not really doing anything. I mean, they're, just, they're just driving around. So we pay them less. But if they want to add driving for dollars, we will pay you know, per lead or, uh, per, you know, plus per deal. All right, guys, thanks for joining me. Sorry for the abrupt ending there, but the rest of that conversation was more personal, more of a personal nature. So I hope you got something out of it. I uh, hope you got some good ideas, maybe something you can go back and implement in your own business. And again, thank you very much. Go ahead, if you wouldn't mind, uh, head down below and click that like button, click the subscribe button, and then finally, hit the notification bell and uh, get notified every time we upload a new video to the channel. Thank you very much. Take care. We will see you next time.